and welcome to COS Live. You can watch the original video broadcast live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. Visit conventionofstates.com slash pod to learn more. And now, here's COS Live. Hello, COS supporters, and welcome back to another edition of COS Live. My name is Andrew Lush. I will be your host for this episode. And of course, I am joined by the lovely Rita Peters, who is the Senior Vice President for Legislative Affairs. But She's also my co-host. Rita, it is an absolute pleasure to be back with you again. How are you? I'm great, Andrew. And, you know, it's been a minute since we did this together. Mm -hmm. We've had so many other things going on to show our viewers, which is great and exciting. But I have missed our regular little program, so I'm really excited to be back. And, you know, I want to remind the folks watching that we really like to know who's watching the program and where you're from. So just take a minute and drop us a little comment there and tell us where you're tuning in from. Yes, please do. And while you're at it, go ahead and send out a share, a retweet, or uh, whatever you can to boost uh, the, the viewership of this program. Please do that. The more people we bring into COS Live, the more people we share Convention of States and Article 5 with, the faster we can grow and the quicker we can get to an Article 5 Convention of States. Rita, you said it, it's been a whirlwind, and we have a whirlwind show as well. We have a giant coming onto the program just a few minutes. In 2017, uh, Texas passed the COS resolution, which uh, aimed at limiting the jurisdiction of the federal government, taking DC's time, money, and power away. It was a great victory. Texas became state number 11, but there was a bit of a catch because there was a sunset clause attached to that re resolution and that sunset clause is going to expire in 2025. So the Texas Patriots who are just, God love them, they're amazing Patriots. They're working hard to remove that sunset clause. We're gonna talk with regional director, Jonathan Viad, who's going to get us caught up with what the Texas team is doing. There's also a whole bunch of other things that are happening in Texas and in Jonathan's region. So we're gonna get in the know on all the things that are going on there. We also have another edition of COS Now, Rita and I are going to react to that in just a few moments. But before we get to COS Now and Jonathan Viad, we do have our Article 5 trivia giveaway with COS Vice President Mike Ruthenberg. So, Mike, over to you. Thank you, Andrew. Well, here I am at the Austin airport getting ready to go to the Constitutional Defense. Looking forward to seeing so many of you at this great course, exercise our Second Amendment rights, learn how to take care of defending ourselves, our nation, and I'm very, very eager to come and shake hands and, and fellowship with so many of you. Today I have a great trivia question. Real quick, I just want to let you know that recently another governor, another state governor endorsed Convention of States, and that was Mike Dunleavy. Mike Dunleavy has endorsed us. The question of the day, what state is he from? Hint, it was the second state to file our resolution. So hopefully you'll be one of the first ones to get the answer. If you do, you'll get one of these cool COS t-shirts of your choice. Just choose the t-shirt you want by going to shopconventionofstates.com. And of course, if you didn't win, that's okay. You can still pick up a shirt you want. You can check out our new socks. You can check out all the cool items we have in the Convention of States store. So I will be back at the end to let you know which state it was and let you know who won. Back to you, Andrew. 
Thanks, Mike. Uh, before we go to our interview, let's see some history being made. Here's the latest from the Convention of States movement. It's this week's edition of COS Now. However, I say now is the time to act and to act boldly. Mr. Chair, I move within the when the committee rises and reports, it reports HCR 5008 favorably for passage. The Kansas legislature has once again been thwarted by the now infamous Roe rule. But there's good news. The fight is not over. If you missed it, here's what happened. On March 22nd of this year, the Kansas House of Representatives voted 74 to 48 in favor of our Article 5 resolution. That same day, the Kansas Senate also voted 22 to 16 in favor. However, the presiding officers both cited the Roe rule for ruling the effort failed in the legislature this session. Why is that? Well, since 1974, the Kansas Constitution has contained a two-thirds voting requirement for Kansas to join any Article 5 effort. The Roe Rule was originally devised to stop efforts by the states to overturn the Roe v. Wade decision in 1973. The language found its way into the Kansas Constitution, and it was the sole reason why leadership in both the House and Senate in Kansas gaveled down our Article 5 resolution as not passed. In a statement, Convention States Action announced, We will not continue to let the Roe rule preclude the Kansas legislature from using its Article 5 power to call a convention for proposing needed reforms via the amendment process. Because Article 5 gives the authority to apply for a convention solely to the state legislatures, state constitutional provisions cannot legitimately impose additional requirements. Those who understand the urgency of state-initiated amendments to curb federal overreach will be looking for avenues to see that the Kansas application passed by a majority of legislators in both chambers is counted towards the required 34. Please encourage your legislators to continue to support Convention of States and to help us eliminate the Roe rule once and for all. Elsewhere, the Iowa team held a rally at the Capitol in Des Moines as Iowans encouraged legislators to vote on Convention of States in their House and Senate. So when you ask who am I going to stand with, is it going to be we, the bureaucracy and the federal government? Absolutely not. But I will stand with we the people, and I'm looking forward to Iowa being the 20th state to pass the Convention of State to pass these amendments. Thank you so much. Iowa is in a race with North Carolina to be state number 20. North Carolina supporters are encouraged to attend a rally of their own on April 19th at 11 a.m. on the Capitol grounds in Raleigh. COS has received some positive buzz in the media, including from Michael Knowles of the Daily Wire. Oh, I love Mark Meckler, who's pushing the Convention of States. And presidential candidate Nikki Haley. I will tell you that if there's Convention of States, yes, I absolutely want term limits because we're going to fight for that whether we have a Convention of States or not. Finally, Convention of States action is honored to announce that Alaska Governor Mike Dunleavy has added his name to the ever-growing list of patriots who support our Article 5 movement. Quote, the only way to really set things right is to use the power vested in the states under Article 5 of the Constitution. I support the Convention of States action and its effort to convene the states to propose amendments that will impose fiscal restraints on Washington, D.C., limit its power and jurisdiction, and set term limits for federal officials. I am proud that Alaska applied for a convention for these purposes back in 2014, and I urge our sister states to act now. And now you're up to date with Convention of States. All right, Rita, we're up to date now. Quick shout out to producer G for always getting the COS now and just making it so awesome, so seamless. It was packed with great stuff. I want to get your reaction, Rita, to what, you know, what was the best highlight for you in that COS now episode? Yeah, well, I've got to say I'm super excited about Iowa. 
Um, Iowa just has a couple of weeks left in the active part of their session for the year. And I predict that we're going to be coming to you soon with another special edition of COS Live um, to show you some floor debate. Um, you may recall, Andrew, we've already passed committees in Iowa in mm -hmm. both the House and the Senate, and we're just teed up there for floor votes in both chambers. And I know they're talking about doing it soon. So stay tuned. Iowa could be state number 20 and it could happen sooner rather than later. What about you, Andrew? What was your favorite? Well, it's really hard to pick, but some of the names that were in COS now, uh, Mike Dunleavy, Nikki Haley, Bob Vanderplotz, Michael Knowles. I mean, those are just really titans within the conservative movement. And it's just so cool to see that our organization and more importantly our grassroots are getting recognized by by these uh by these huge figures within the conservative movement and i, I just love seeing it i, I love bob vanderplatz I, I regularly listen to him on steve dace's show he's just got so much wisdom so it's great hearing him talk about how he supports completely convention of states and how he again like you he's looking towards iowa being the 20th state to pass the resolution so i'm just really excited of course you know, that front end of COS now with Kansas, that's really depressing and it's it's really tough hearing that. But at the same time, the silver lining there is the Kansas grassroots are just so determined. Year after year, they keep coming back and year after year, they're a little bit stronger. So it just gives me so much, um, it just really encourages me. It gives me so much hope to see how wonderful our grassroots are. Uh, so yeah, that was my big highlight. Rita, if you could really quick, just kind of maybe fill in exactly what, what happened in Kansas. Cause you know, Garrett covered a lot of ground there. So can you yeah. add a few little kind of clarifying statements? Sure, so Kansas did pass in both chambers, our application by majority vote, but there's a provision in the Kansas constitution that's a holdover from the Roe versus Wade days that requires a two thirds supermajority vote in the legislature in order to apply for an Article 5 convention. The problem with that is that under Article 5 of the US Constitution, which is the supreme law of the land, it doesn't give the people or the um, governor or the other political institutions of a state any power to put additional restrictions on the state legislature when it comes to applying for an Article 5 convention. So we already have an attorney general's opinion from the state of Kansas that that Kansas constitutional provision, which makes it harder for the legislature to apply for a convention of the states, is invalid. So I don't think the story's quite over in Kansas yet, Andrew. We'll just have to stay tuned and see what happens there. But I expect that we're going to see at some point a challenge, a formal challenge to that provision. And we may yet see Kansas counted as, you know, retroactively might after all be state number 20 to apply for a convention mm -hmm. of the state. So let's stay tuned and watch that. And finally, Andrew, I want to say the Governor Dunleavy endorsement of Convention of States, I love how he recognized that COS is the only way to set things right with our federal mm -hmm. 
system now, you know, recognizing that we don't just need a change of personnel. Of course, we need to be active and careful in elections and put the right people in office. But we have a structural problem in our government institutions right now that demand a structural solution that's provided by an Article 5 Convention of the States. So it's really refreshing to see more and more people recognizing that, you know, we see it every week all over the country. So I'm really encouraged by that. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm so encouraged too. I'm just smiling right now, Rita, because you said that we're going to fight in Kansas and that just warms my heart. So that's awesome. Great uh, COS Now, Producer G, thank you so much. Rita, now let's go over to our guests because we have a Titan that we need to speak with in Texas. Joining us today, we have Jonathan Viad, who oversees a good chunk of the first 15 states to pass our COS resolution, including number 11, the great state of Texas. Jonathan, it is great to have you on the program. So I want to start with, you know, what's been going on in Texas? Because just as I said, Texas was number 11 to pass the COS resolution. And you think, all right, we're done. But unfortunately, there was a sunset clause that was attached to our resolution. Um, tell us, what has the team been doing? I mean, because you had a big victory this last, month, this last month. So can you catch up our audience and let them know what the Texas team has been doing to get that sunset clause removed? Absolutely. And Andrew, thank you for having me. Rita, thank you for having me again. And thank you for allowing me to hijack this hour of the show last week when we had Steve Dace on for our COS Live at Home webinar. Really appreciate it and glad that we now are back to COS Live. Uh, but as far as Texas, so as you rightly pointed out, they were the 11th state to pass the COS resolution on May 4th, 2017. May the 4th be with Texas, right? Um, and uh, we were very proud of that. But at the time, SJR 2, which was our resolution, was passed in addition to SJR 38. Now, SJR 38 rescinded all previous Article 5 resolutions that the state of Texas had passed, and it also put a sunset clause or an automatic repeal of our resolution that would take place on the eighth anniversary of our passage of the resolution. So if you're doing your math, that's 2025, not completely through the legislative session when our resolution will be rescinded uh, by the state of Texas. So the Texas team has been working incredibly hard to remove that automatic rescission or repeal of our resolution uh, by trying to pass new legislation this session, we've been working on SJR 35 and SJR 36. Those are both full removals of, of the resolution. We also had our primary sponsor in the Senate, Senator Brian Birdwell, offer up another solution, which is SJR 52, which expands or extends our rescission uh, resolution, right? So it would extend the sunset clause and add an additional eight years to it, which means that on the 16th anniversary, it would automatically rescind. So it gives us a little bit more time to actually get to convention or uh, perhaps remove the sunset clause. Now, unfortunately for us, we would like to see it completely removed, but the resolution that was more attractive to the Senate was SJR 52. And that has already flown through uh, committee and passed committee and then flew through the Senate uh, and has a lot of strong support by the Senate and has now moved to the House. So even though we want to fully remove the, the sunset clause, 
we are okay with an extension because action needs to be taken, right? And the clock is ticking. So we wanna make sure that that automatic repeal of our resolution does not happen in 2025, which by the way, the Texas legislature meets every other year. So after this year, the next time they meet is in 2025. So we wanna address it this session. We feel good about SJR 52. We now have to make, make sure that it gets moving through the house. We haven't given up on HJR 35 and SJR 36, but it seems like 52 is the way to go right now based on everything that we have in front of us. Thanks for that great recap, Jonathan. Now, it's been almost six years since Texas passed our resolution, which was a Herculean effort we achieved with Governor Greg Abbott making it a special priority in that session. I know there's been a lot of turnover since then and some new legislators who may not have voted on the original passage may not even know much about Article 5. Has that been a challenge and how has your team overcome obstacles like that? Maybe share what has surprised you during this process. That's a great question and I have to say the Texas team has done a really magnificent job of getting in front of these legislators and building relationships with them. And that is at the core of what Convention of States is all about, right? Returning our country to a culture of self-governance and making sure that our activists and just ordinary people understand their role in the process, which is to go and talk with their legislators, build those relationships and advocate for the things that we want to see accomplished. And in Texas, the Texas team has really, again, done a masterful job of this. I have to give a hat tip to Erica Hatfield and Al Torres, our co-state directors there, as well as members of the team that have done everything they could to get in front of these legislators and talk with them and make sure that they understand where Convention of States, what we're all about, what we're trying to accomplish, so that people aren't given false information or incorrect information before they take office. Thankfully, we've actually had a lot of success with some of the new legislators that have come on. Representative Cody Vasut, who is our primary champion in the House, uh, only was elected in 2020. So he's relatively new to the legislature. He's got a lot of influence though in that short time in the legislature. And he met us actually at, uh, we had a booth at the GOP convention last year uh, in Texas. He met some of our, our activists there and he said, Y'all still have a sunset clause attached to that? And we said, yep. He said, I'll file the bill. And that was it. You know, we, it was just an incredible interaction. But because our team has been working so hard, because we have such a strong presence there, we get that type of reaction from legislators. Another representative, Carrie Isaac, who was just elected this past year, is also a co-author of our resolution there in the House, has a really good relationship with Joanne Martin, who is in her district, Al Torres, who is in her district. That's the kind of relationships that we want to build with these legislators. So we've actually done a really good job of, of getting the new, newer folks to the legislature to understand what we're trying to accomplish with Convention of States and to support us. And I also have to give a big tip of the cap to our activists that are part of what we call the Capitol Brigade. It's a group of, te of Texans that show up there and are pretty much at the Capitol almost every day during session. There are different groups of people, but some of them live as far as Houston or even further that show up and are there every week. Houston is about a four hour drive to Austin, and yet they are there every single week to show up and to meet with legislators 
They are our eyes on the ground. They're constantly talking to us and letting us know, okay, hey, we met with this person. We met with that person. This is some intel. This is some information. It gave us the ability to actually get a whip count early on on our resolution that we were able to present to our sponsors. Our sponsors hadn't even had an opportunity to talk with some of the other legislators, but our team had already put together a whip count. So the Texas team has just been doing an absolute wonderful job. Of course, there are things that we could do better. Of course, there are learning opportunities, but they have just done a really magnificent job of building those relationships with the legislators. That's great. I want to welcome O'Malley the cat to the this edition of COS Live. I know he's a frequent guest for the shows that Jonathan hosts, and we're happy to have him on our program as well. Um, and I love what you're saying, Jonathan, because what you're doing is for the folks watching this program right now, you're giving them a glimpse into the critical role that volunteers play in this process. You know, this organization is a grassroots organization and it's our grassroots volunteers that are doing the work necessary to move this effort forward. And just one of those roles is going to the Capitol to meet with legislators. We have groups in every state in the union doing this, and there are lots of other roles to play. So if you're not someone who's interested in doing that, there are many other roles that you can play, but that is a key one. Now, I want to talk, Jonathan, just for a minute about the strategy of sunset clauses in legislation itself. So so far, 19 states have passed our Article 5 application, and most of those don't have any sunset provision. So if they don't have a sunset provision, the application for a convention does not grow stale. It stays out there unless and until the legislature rescinds it at some point. It doesn't expire. But we have had a handful of states like Texas to include a sunset provision that makes the application expire at some point in the future. Obviously, we prefer for states not to do that, but in some states, adding that sunset clause does help to achieve final passage. So can you talk just a little bit about some of the other states that have had sunset clauses um, and why that strategy is useful and just your take on that? Absolutely. So what we ultimately want to do is we want to get to convention as quickly as possible. So we want to pass states as quickly as possible so we can get there and we can have these conversations. Unfortunately, the opposition is so out there and entrenched in some legislatures that we kind of have to do the political thing, which is come up with compromises. And the way that we are able to get to compromising with some of these legislators is adding these sunset provisions to our resolution. So it says some legislators who may be on the fence about convention of states or maybe even opposed to it would agree to allowing the call to take place as long as there is an expiration date. So if we get to convention within five years or eight years or 10 years, they're okay with that. And another reason that they may also be looking to champion some sort of sunset provision is there's been a lot of change, of course, in our country. And some of these states may not be as red as they once were, and they may be concerned about how the makeup of the legislature will look eight years down the road or 10 years down the road. So they don't feel as comfortable allowing a legislature 
10 years down the road, the opportunity to send commissioners to a convention because it may be contrary to where they are in, the, in that current instance. So we've had a couple of states where we've had, in order for us to get across the finish line, we've had to go with these sunset provisions. Two states in particular, Missouri and Oklahoma had sunset provisions. Both of those teams, again, with the grassroots support in, that, in those states, were able to successfully remove the sunset provisions. Uh, Missouri was able to remove theirs in 2021, as well as the Oklahoma team. And Oklahoma, I loved it. Our, our champion sponsor there in the Senate, uh, Senator Rob Stanridge, gave a, a name to our resolution there in the honor of great Dr. Tom Coburn. They called it the Dr. Tom Coburn Resolution of 2021. And that passed and removed the sunset provision from us in the, there in Oklahoma. So we will take it. You know, we, we, I think it's uh, you take the half a loaf of bread, right? You don't want to starve. You take the half a loaf of bread now and you come back for the rest later. So in some instances, that's what we have to do in order to get it across the finish line. But that doesn't mean we let it go. We then come back. We continue to build relationships. Maybe there are new legislators that come in for some of the legislators that were a little bit more difficult or hesitant as it related to convention of states. And we're able to convince them to remove the sunset clauses. We've had a good track record in Missouri and Oklahoma. We're hoping to do something similar in Texas. And I believe Nebraska is another state that we're also going to be working on to remove that. Is it ideal? No, perhaps not. Um, obviously, we would just want to have the resolution passed without any uh, sort of sunset or more work that needs to be done. But we'll take whatever we can get to get that state across the finish line. And then it's on us with the grassroots to make sure that we're back there. We're doing everything we can to extend or remove those sunset provisions. Mm -hmm. Jonathan, it is always so encouraging to, to hear that none of our Article 5 applications have expired. And even more encouraging is the dedication that our grassroots has to getting not just the resolution across the finish line, but ensuring that if it does have a sunset clause, they're gonna work to remove that. And I think it really speaks volumes to our mission of growing a strong, engaged army of self-governing activists. And that the mission is to continue forward in activism even after your state has passed the COS resolution, especially if there's a sunset clause provision you know, it's like you were saying, like Oklahoma was able to remove their their sunset clause. Same with Missouri. It's just absolutely amazing to see our grassroots doing that. There's nothing our grassroots can't achieve. So with that being said, are you confident that the Texas team is going to be able to remove the sunset clause provision? I know you, you kind of already alluded to this, but just uh, give us another uh, boost our confidence just a little bit more by telling us what the Texas team is going to do. And then also, what can people who are watching right now, viewers who are from Texas, who are who are tuning in, what can they do to help ensure that the grassroots gets this sunset clause removed? Absolutely, a great question, Andrew. So yes, I am confident that we are going to ultimately deal with the sunset clause. I don't know that we'll fully remove it. Um, in fact, if I had to handicap it, I would bet more likely that we'll extend it than fully remove it, but we're going to address the sunset clause this session and it's because of the activists on the ground it's because of our supporters that we're able to accomplish this and if someone at home is there in texas and wondering how they can get involved first of all i always recommend go to conventionofstates.com click on that take action tab sign up to become a volunteer we need you in the fight even if you don't have a lot of time 
we need you. We can we can use you. You can show up at the Capitol if you live in and around Austin. You can be a part of the Capitol Brigade. You can just help us in making some phone calls when we have telepatriot missions. There are small incremental things that you can do, but you will have a major, major impact on what we're trying to accomplish. So I always encourage you to do that. If you're not able to do that and you, you just don't have the time, we do have a number of calls to action that we put out to all of our supporters there. So if you're a petition signer and you're getting emails from us, if you haven't seen them already, you're going to see more calls to action. And what those are is we are asking you to reach out to your legislator via email, preferably via phone call, because those have a lot more value to our legislators than emails, reaching out to them and telling them to vote in favor of whether it's SJR 52 or HJR 35, our resolutions, or just asking them to support Convention of States. Or perhaps you may even live in the district of a member of the committee where our resolution is currently sitting, right? So in, in the, as it relates to all of our resolutions right now, they're in the State Affairs Committee. That committee is getting a ton of bills thrown there. I think they probably have more bills and resolutions assigned to that committee than any other committee in the House of Representatives in Texas. We need them to pick up our resolution, have a hearing on it, and then ultimately vote in favor of it in order for it to move on to the floor. So you can help us by reaching out to members of that committee, especially if you're a constituent, that will be a huge help. But otherwise, please reach out to your legislator. If they haven't signed on as a co-author or a co-sponsor to our resolution, ask your legislator to do that. That also has a major impact because then the bills that have more and more uh, support from representatives there will more likely have a hearing and start to move a little bit faster. So make sure that you reach out to your legislator, ask them to support us, ask them to become a co-sponsor, and that would be just a huge help to us in accomplishing our goals there in Texas. Jonathan, I wanna move over to some other big news that's happening in Texas. We recently announced an event um, that's being sponsored by Convention of States, although it's not strictly a COS event. Can you tell us what's going to be happening in Texas later this month and how our viewers can participate? Absolutely. So I'm gonna answer that question a little different than perhaps you might think, but I looked this up the other day and on average, it takes a person, once they lay down at night and, and tuck themselves into bed, on average, it takes them about seven minutes to fall asleep at night. Well, during that seven minutes that it takes for you or for me to close our eyes and go to sleep, someone in the United States of America is dying from fentanyl, whether it's an overdose or a poison, right? That is the number one uh, leading cause of death for young people in the United States of America, right? And every seven minutes, an American is dying from that. So the question that I have for you, Andrew, for you, Rita, or for people that are watching, how many more people have to die from fentanyl before we take a stand? How many more people have to be, or how many more children have to be sold into slavery or sex trafficking because of the actions that are taking place at our southern border there in the United States? How many more before we take action, before we take a stand and demand that something be done about the humanitarian crisis? How many more ranchers have to be targeted by the cartel and other terrorist organizations that are coming across the southern border there in Texas? Obviously, the answer is none, right? No more. We cannot allow this crisis to go on without addressing it. And that's why Convention of States is taking a stand 
and leading the charge with a rally called the How Many More Rally that will be taking place on Saturday, April 29th. It'll be at the Capitol in Austin, Texas. We are going to ask that the Texas legislature lead the way and, and the governor there in Texas lead the way in, in stopping this humanitarian crisis. There are four specific things that we're going to be asking that they do. We're gonna ask them to declare an invasion of our Southern border. We're gonna ask them to define the Mexican cartels as terror organizations. We're gonna ask them to seize the cartel bank accounts and assets. And we're also going to ask them to establish a Texas border defense unit to defend Texans and the cartels. Now we're talking a lot about Texas, right? And I, and I mentioned it's gonna be taking place in Austin, but I wanna underscore this for everyone that's watching. This is not a Texas only event. If you're watching and you're in another state, if you have the ability to be there in Austin on the 29th, you need to be there because everything that happens at that southern border impacts all of us. Notice I didn't say that every seven minutes a Texan dies from fentanyl or even someone in Arizona or New Mexico or Louisiana. I didn't say that. I said an American dies every seven minutes from fentanyl poisoning or overdose. We need to take a stand and be united. We need to show up there. Yes, Texans need to lead the way. We need them to be there. But we, as a, as a United States citizen and as an American, need to be there to support them. So if you're able to be there, come on down. Be at the Capitol on Saturday, April 29th. It's going to be from 1 to 4 p.m. We want to get a lot of people there. We want to, be, we want to get between 20 and 50,000 people into the Capitol there in Austin. So you could make a huge impact on that by showing up if you're not able to. There are two other ways that you can help us. One, you can get the word, you can spread the word, you can go have people go to howmanymore.com and uh, RSVP and say that they're going to be there. So if you know people in Texas, share that link with them, ask them to go, or even other people that may live nearby, ask them to go and be there. The other way that you can help us, I mentioned this before for our Texas volunteers and anyone that's interested in helping out, you can sign up to become what we have, uh, what we call a telepatriot, a member of our phone calling team. We have a mission going on right now where we're calling people, our supporters in the Austin area, asking them to show up. We could always use more help in making those phone calls. So you can help us by signing up to become a telepatriot. Or if you're already a telepatriot volunteer, just go on into the app, select the national team and start making some phone calls. This is an incredibly important event and we really need as many of you to help us and support us as we can so that this way we can stop that humanitarian crisis that's going on at the southern border. And it's also important to note when you go to the website, howmanymore.com, and you take a look at all of this, you're not going to see the COS logo anywhere. And there's a reason for that. We're doing this. We're supporting this. We're putting a lot of resources into this. Mark is going to be the MC of this event, but we're not putting the COS branding on this because we want this to be as inclusive and as open to any organization as possible. So yes, even if the John Birch Society or Eagle Forum who are our nemesis when it comes to Convention of States, if they're going to be there and they're going to show up to help us, we're going to open, we're going to extend our hand and take them. We need everyone to come together regarding this crisis and we need to address it. So please join us on Saturday, April 29th there in Austin, Texas for this incredibly important rally. Absolutely. Jonathan, I hope you get a great turnout for that event. And, you know, if you're watching the program and you want to understand a little bit more about the border crisis and exactly what's happening 
what are the laws that are involved and why this is such a big deal, I would encourage you to check out my podcast. It's the Crossroads podcast with Mark Meckler that we recorded last week. You can find it under the Convention of States podcast. We take a deep dive into that for about 30 minutes. Um, so I'd encourage you to listen to that and learn more. And definitely, if you can be there on April 29th, be there. Jonathan, before we let you go, you are the regional director for a number of states, not just Texas. So before we let you go, tell us what else is going on with your states, any other upcoming events that viewers can participate in, or what else do you want us to know? Yeah, I, I think uh, the other seven states that I'm overseeing are probably going to be like, hey, is this guy just working for Texas? What's going on here? Mm -hmm. um, but of course, we have a lot of other things that are going on in the states. And I want to give a uh, shout out to our Arkansas team. They were able to successfully pass House Bill 1748, which is a commissioner selection bill there in Arkansas. So now we have a way to for the Arkansas legislature to choose members uh, or commissioners that will attend a future convention that just took place a few weeks ago. And in Oklahoma, they are working really hard to remove a sunset clause, not from our COS resolution, but a sunset clause that was attached to a commissioner selection resolution that was passed there in Oklahoma as well. So they're working hard to remove that. That's HJR 1017. They're also advancing some non-COS legislation that we are supporting. That would be uh, House Bill 20, 2052 which uh, addresses the um, ERIC, which is an electronic registration, I'm forgetting exactly the acronym, forgive me, um, but it's a, a, an electronic registration where the state of Oklahoma and some other states have put voter information into that and they've kind of not maintained their sovereignty, if you will, over important voter information. We're trying to remove the state of Oklahoma from that organization, uh, so we're supporting that bill. Both of them are waiting for a third reading in the Senate. So if you're someone in Oklahoma, again, we're putting out calls to action. We're probably going to have one out today. The deadline for us to have that third reading is next Thursday, April 27th. So we really need you to take action and contact your legislators on both of those. Again, that's HJR 1017 and House Bill 2052. We really appreciate your help there. The other states, of course, are doing excellent work with their grassroots. I know our Georgia team is working on a biblical citizenship event that they're going to be putting together. The Tennessee team has not slowed down in, in growing the grassroots. Our Utah team has been at a number of events. The Mississippi team just had a gun show. Alabama is looking at some legislation that they're going to be supporting this session. Have I missed anyone? I think I've covered everyone. Uh, I think so. I hope I haven't forgotten anyone, but they're just all doing a great job, and I couldn't be prouder of our of the eight states that I oversee that are our past states. Wow, Jonathan, we, uh, we certainly keep you busy at COS and the grassroots, uh, they, they certainly love you. Thank you for all that you do and all that you give to the grassroots in the states that you oversee. And thank you for just being such a strong presence for our, just our, our, our audience and for Convention of States nationally. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you on this program. We hope to have you back soon. Thank you for catching us up on what's going on in Texas. God bless you, brother. My, my pleasure. Thank you both. God bless you both. All right. Now we're going to go back to Mike Ruthenberg, who has the answer for our Article 5 trivia giveaway. Mike, back to you. All right. Well, I am back. Thanks so much. What a great show. Thanks so much for bringing people up to date 
on all the really cool things that are happening with COS. And again, I'm here in Austin. I took a little break at the airport to record our trivia for you. And the question, if you remember from the beginning of the show, recently another governor endorsed Convention of States, and that was Mike Dunleavy. And the question is, which state is he the governor of? It was our second state to pass the resolution, so of course it wasn't Georgia, it was Alaska. Alaska was the state. And if you were the one that got it first, congratulations on winning a free t-shirt from conventionofstates.com. Just simply go to shopconventionofstates.com if you weren't a winner and you can pick up a shirt or anything else you want from the store. We've got a lot of really cool new items there. Anyway, I'm on my way out to constitutional defense. I'm looking forward to seeing so many of you that are going out there in Texas. And I hope you guys have a great week and I will turn it back to you, Rita. Thanks, Mike. We do this show every week to reach, teach, and activate Americans with the constitutional empowerment gifted to we the people. It's up to you and me to actually make it happen. The founders intended for you to be part of this process in bypassing Congress to restore our American Republic. If you're ready to take your place among the Americans who are doing whatever it takes to restore our Republic, sign up for one of the volunteer roles with COS. Go to conventionofstates.com and click the Take Action tab to get started. Don't forget to subscribe on our social media accounts. Search Convention of States on Rumble, MeWe, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Parlor, Truth Social, and Instagram. You can also listen to this program as well as Crossroads with Rita, and you can listen to other legacy content by going to our Convention of States podcast. Just search Convention of States wherever you podcast from. Make sure to leave a five-star review because, of course, that's how we're going to grow the show. Uh, go to conventionofstates.com forward slash pod to learn more. Check out the battle cry with COS President Mark Meckler Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern time. We'll see you next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time for another edition of COS Live. But until then, we've got a country to save, so let's get back to work. Thank you for joining us. This has been the podcast version of COS Live. Check out more content at conventionofstates.com slash pod. Thank you for listening.